Hello, everybody, and welcome to Gen Z's Guide to Politics. I am your co-host, Rachel. Oh, and I'm your other co-host, Pauline. I always do that. Every time. I love it. It's so, it's so funny. It's hilarious. Like, is Pauline faking? No, I just never know what's actually going on. Today, we're talking about uh, Ken and Angie Brown. Okay, <laughs> here I go. Trigger warning! Trigger warning! Um, this is, uh, gonna mention death, sexual assault, and war. War crimes. We're talking about war crimes in a couple seconds. Yeah. We're going to update you guys on what's going on with the Ukraine and Russian conflict today. It's been going on for about six weeks, I would say, just in this year where things have really amped up. So we covered it a hot second ago, but now we are going to update you guys and uh, give you some more info about what's going on. So this has been your trigger warning from Pauline and just a little bit of uh, pretext, context from Rachel. Yeah. Get ready to hear my voice a lot because I'm going in on the mic. I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We're releasing this on Friday, but like last weekend, you know what I'm saying? Many Ukraine soldiers have returned to Kiev as Russia has pulled out and found a huge amount of dead, murdered civilians bound by their hands. Some of them were just bound and shot. Uh, over 410 bodies were removed from Kiev. Many bodies had evidence of rape, torture, and burning. And also over 280 people were found in a mass grave. If no one's ever told you the horror of war, a lot of my family was in the military during like like the Iraq occupation. So they were telling me, like my family would tell me about it when I was younger, but a lot of citizens would hang white sheets on their front doors and on their windows and stuff. And it essentially meant like, we are citizens, we are neutral, please do not harm us. Um, You are not supposed to be harming us. So it is considered a war crime because these soldiers have to go into these people's houses that are essentially omitting, they're like, we're not part of this, this isn't us. Like, And they are harming them for absolutely no reason. So that's why it's considered a war crime. Um, The earliest evidence of the rape or the war crimes that were caught and talked about was there was a woman who was raped in front of her four-year-old child over and over and over by Russian soldiers. Murdered, They murdered her dog and her killed her husband and then claimed that the Ukrainians were Nazis. Russian soldiers were also caught joking on an audio that the rapes and torture they were committing would get them a medal when they returned home back to Mother Russia. Some humanitarian aid has been delivered and some towns have been retaken. Um, Lithuania has stopped using Russian oil completely. Uh, Russia is facing drug shortages. Putin does not know how bad his forces are doing or the war crimes they are committing. And the Hungarian president says that Ukraine is an enemy. So this is to clear up some confusion. It doesn't necessarily, it's not really an update, but a lot of people think that the China is trying to put you trying to put sanctions on the EU and America because they are allies with Russia. But that is not what is going on. Get that out of your little head right now. What is going on is the EU, specifically the EU, did put sanctions on China for the genocide of the Uhagar Muslims. I didn't say that right, but I sounded it out. So give, I'm so sorry. Um, the genocide that they are committing against these Muslims have been going on for several years, such as forced sterilizations, forced labor, and essentially concentration camps u.s is backing it up and not backing up china they're backing up the eu i don't think they've put sanctions on them specifically but they are like go you yeah, yeah. 
response, China eventually said that everything that they're being accused of is completely false and everything that is happening in China. It is incredibly upsetting. It is incredibly disgusting. But like the EU and the US have like satellite pictures of these forced sterilizations, these forced labor camps, these concentration camps. They have like, they have eyewitness reports. They have satellite reports. They have um, escapees. Like they have tons of proof to back it up. So if you hear like China's putting sanctions on the EU, they're not putting sanctions on the EU because of Russia. It is because of the Muslims and it's because they're being punished for it. China also launched a huge cyber attack against Ukraine right before Russia attacked, as well as Japanese isles are occupied by Russia illegally. This has been an ongoing thing since about World War II. But unfortunately, if everybody knows about the Cold War, Russia was a scary place to be during the Cold War and everybody was scared of them. And Japan was super scared of essentially everybody, but especially Russia. I have a fun fact, actually, about there are those islands that are or they were owned by Japanese people or the country of Japan. But now they are occupied by Russia and they have been for a while, like Pauline was saying. So on those islands, specifically the Kuril Islands, I think it's spelled K-U-R-I-L, the Kuril Islands. I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but on one of them, there's a volcano. And that volcano is named after my family, funny enough. So, Rachel, like that's such an odd specific thing. I know. I was like, oh, it's my time. This is my fun fact about myself. But yeah, that's like one of the coolest things kind of about about me, I guess. There's a a volcano there called the Baranski Volcano because I think it was like one of my, not like ancestors, but one of my relatives that's like, from like before like a while before but probably not enough to be called ancestor I don't know he was like the one who was researching and like checking out that volcano and um oh no it like it really is oh yeah my God, <laughs> yeah the Baranski volcano you can look it up it's there it's very pretty but um I really want to go because I've never been so hopefully Russia simmers down but yeah but just so everybody knows before I say this Russia is in the wrong they're not in the right here, for the record, just so like everybody knows. But um, essentially, they've been illegally occupying these islands since World War II. But everybody was very like, during World War II, you know what I'm saying? They were scared. They want to do nothing. So Japan was like, those are mine. And Russia was like, fuck you. And they were like, oh, okay, never mind. I'm sorry. You can have it. You can have it. Never mind. <laughs> like, and now that like Russia is like, and Japan is like, I'm an ally with democracy and socialism hey those are my those are my islands and i want them back now and now that nobody is friends with you i'm getting them back (laughs) like so that's essentially what's happening right now but a lot it is important to mention that a lot of people that do live on there are actually like russian people Mm -hmm. and they have been like illegally occupying it but yeah you get the point you get what i'm saying anyway 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 russian troops are leaving north ukraine which is kiev and a few other things but they have left landmines they they made landmines they left them and they're adding more troops to Moldova. And something else that's been a big talk right now is that Putin isn't winning this war. It doesn't change the fact that it's still fucking atrocious and these people are being displaced and raped and sexually assaulted and tortured and absolutely brutalized. Yeah. Terrible. But a lot of people are wor- like worried, like, oh, well, what if a nuclear war takes place? That is incredibly unlikely. It's not impossible. I'm not going to sugarcoat it here. No, it could happen. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But 
it's incredibly unlikely because if they bomb Ukraine, they're going to not just fuck up Ukraine. They're going to fuck up themselves because they're incredibly close to Ukraine. They're also going to kill a lot of their own soldiers. And honestly, it's stupid. Why would they do that? That's dumb. But they're not doing very well. And what else that's really disturbing that's going on from the war? Citizens that have been like fleeing the country that are like, ah, ah, white people are getting free tuition and free houses and a whole bunch of other fun stuff like free food, free healthcare. Black people are getting put in detention centers. Are these are like refugees that are that they're taking in from and they're putting them what the fuck? Why would you take a refugee? That's yeah. Oh, speaking of racism, here's a little fun tidbit. So yesterday I went to Target, my best friend, because she has to go to a funeral about for some dude. I don't know who he is, but (laughs) she has to go to a funeral. And so we were getting clothes and this woman comes up to me. I'm wearing the same shirt that I'm wearing right now. And obviously like Rachel can't see my pants, but I will show Rachel my pants and then she can describe them to everybody. This is what I was wearing, right? Except my shirt was more tucked in and I was my white best friend I have two best friends one is black one is white um oh no and I was with my white best friend and she was wearing a white crop top with long sleeves air force ones and black sweatpants right and she has long blonde hair and blue eyes Aryan race I'm just kidding I do mess with her about that all the time though um and she this 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 old white woman comes up to me and she puts her little hand on my shoulder and says gets in my face like this and says, do you work here? And I was like, no. And I'm not somebody who's very outspoken, like in public when things like that happen. My best friend is though. And she also has a black child and she's married to a black man. So like she constantly tries to speak up about racism, even on social media and stuff like that. And she was just like, she was like, excuse me. And she was like, what made you think she worked here? And she was like, Target's employees have name tags and red shirts. And why did you ask her, but not me? Because, and don't say your excuse is that you were trying, you didn't want to talk to me because I was, because she was helping me or something like that, because that still doesn't make sense. And she was like, I just assumed she worked here. And she was like, well, why did you assume? She has on a pink headband, which I did. It was this one. And she was like, she's wearing blue glasses and she's wearing a pink shirt and black pants. And she was like, and she's wearing open-toed shoes. What made you look at her and go, she's a Target employee? Because if you really took the time to examine her, you would have used deduction and said, that's not a Target employee. That's two friends. That's a lesbian couple. But you didn't use deduction. You looked at her for two seconds and said, that's a Target employee. So what made you say that? And she was like, she just looked like some of the other girls like here that work here. And she was like, like what black she looks black and she was like that's not what I meant and she was like well then what did you mean and she was like because what did you mean that doesn't make sense and why did you ask her but not me and she was like maybe what I did wasn't okay and she was like what racially profiling and then she started my friend and she left but it wasn't she was racially profiling like I in no way did I look like I'm wearing a bright pink shirt um anyway Rachel, do you have any um, updates for us? Um, so yeah, I actually, I have just like one update because Colleen mentioned so many of the ones um, that are like super relevant and everything. So yeah, just like one update that's happened in like the past, I think day or so, it's been very recent. 
or past two days, excuse me. Sorry. Also, another disclaimer, there's not a whole lot of info about this. So we don't have a lot of like super accurate or informative news about exactly what is going on with this situation. But I figured I would mention it because I thought that it was kind of interesting and everything. So the Ukrainian army had these two pretty high ranking generals, from what I understand, that were working obviously for the army. And Zelensky, I think two days ago, he made an address and he basically said that he had stripped these two generals of their titles completely. They are no longer like generals for the Ukrainian army and everything. He wouldn't talk about what they did to be stripped of these titles, but he did say that they were traitors, which is a strong word to use uh, when we're talking about war, for sure. So I'm really curious what they did if there was people who were inside the country, like trying to cause like friction or get info or something, get like intel um, and like send it somewhere else. I don't know. But yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. That being said, I know one of them did flee Ukraine, like fled the country. One of these traders don't know where he went, but I thought that was really sus. And I was like, huh, interesting. That is, um, that's interesting. And in case, okay, so this is kind of just like something to help take our minds off of like what happened. Mm, I'm a little crazy, but I do do my research. But I do have like, also like, I have like conspiracy theories. Everybody has conspiracy theories nowadays, but everybody wonders. I, I find it I find it awfully suspicious, like awfully suspicious that like if you if you pause frame the Oscar slap, so obviously you guys can't see my face, but Chris Rock is like he's like bracing for it and Will Smith turns his hand like this. And when you turn your hand like this, I know this from slapping my brother alone, like a bitch when I was like four, he was like 12. But if you turn your hand like this, instead of doing it like firm like this, this hurts a lot harder. But if you, if you bend your fingers back, it's not going to hurt as bad because you're just using your palm. And that's how his hand is turned. It's turned like this. And a professional actor would know how to slap somebody professionally softly. Also, I love how they're calling it the darkest moment in history. Shut up. We're literally going through a war right now. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, so I I find it awfully suspicious. Right before that happened, Biden goes, there's going to be food shortages. Nobody's been talking about that since. And why? Because Oscars, Chris Rock got slapped like a bitch and it looked awfully staged. And then, and then the Grammys happened last night. It just, it just, you know, it just, it doesn't, it feels, it feels suspicious. It feels suspicious. I'm just saying. Anyway, me and my conspiracy theories. Um, anyway, starting with Kenanji Brown. Um, if you don't know who she is, she's like, they're trying to vote her in for the Supreme Court justice, right, Rachel? Yes, indeed. Baller judge. She's 51. She went to Harvard University, graduated from Harvard Law, um, and has presided over many several politically charged cases. She has two daughters and a husband who is a surgeon. Very fancy. Anyway, um, she was born in Washington, D.C., and this is in no particular order, has been a judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals for D.C. Circuit, judge of the U.S. District Court for District of Columbia, Vice Chair of the U.S. Sentencing Commission, Public Defender, and a Supreme Court clerk. Wow. Kenan Andrew 
Brown recently did a hearing confirmations because she was nominated for the Supreme Court, where she gets to like judge stuff. Ooh, fancy. Which was a total of 22 hours over two days. 22 hours. Wow. That's like, I mean, I, I don't know if it was split up exactly like that, but that's like 11 hours a day. Technically. I, I, I don't, I don't do that much work. Fuck that. I don't that's think- a lot. Yeah. I don't think I have enough brain cells in my head to stay awake like 11 hours, honestly. So the reason that we're talking about Kenanji Brown for several reasons is because she would be the first Black woman to ever serve as a Supreme Court justice. So that is awesome and a huge win for people of color because, you know, we deserve to see our representation in like political spaces. But the second reason that we're talking about her is not is for a not so good reason. There's been a lot of controversy happening around her that has to be debunked, and we are here to debunk it. But also because she, um, there is a way that Republicans went about treating her during this. What is it called again? I think they're called like testimonials or like hearing confirmations. Right. Yes. Certain thing that they did that I'm going to break down the science for you after I finish talking about it. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready for the breakdown. Yes. Everybody get in your seats, get some tea, turn on your foot heater, get comfy. Okay. Cause this is going to be a rough one. Okay. So in the time that she was doing the hearing confirmation, she was yelled at and constantly interrupted. She was also called a pedophile and sex trafficker sympathizer. Ted Cruz, who was a fellow former Harvard graduate tried to say that she was a black radical who believed in critical race theory and i'm going to break down critical race theory in case you know what it is because it's not a bad thing but it's a thing that a lot of white people don't like um this is a way of thinking of america's history through essentially race it says that prejudice and racism are more than just one's belief system but about the systems that are built around them systematically. So the reason that a lot of white people and a lot of white political people do not like this is because it essentially says the systems that they are encouraging and building are built on racism and that they are helping and edging on other racism that's going around the country, which isn't necessarily, it is a, it is a terrible thing. It's not so like black and white, but critical race theory is currently happening and has happened for a very long time. However, she never really said that she believed in critical race theory. She, it doesn't claim to be a black radical and she doesn't appear to act as one. He went on to say that she would manipulate white children um, to reform as black radicals or to black radicalism. He then went on to ask her, are babies racist? And in the time that he said, our baby's racist. He was referring to a book that's called like racist baby or something like that. It's oh, something along. Isn't it like, I think that it's called anti-racist baby. And it's like, I think, isn't it like a children's book that they wanted to put? It is in schools. It's not oh. like, and it, what, what makes it worse is it's not just in it. So what he called her out on, the reason that he brought it up is because she is like a chairman on a school board. Um, as well as like also trying to become a Supreme Court justice. And they were like, you want this in, our, in your schools. It's also in his children's schools. The book that he is referring to is in his children's libraries. And in case you don't know, the contents of the anti-racist baby book essentially consists of like, you are either racist or you are not racist. And if you are racist, you have to figure out why you are racist and how to stop building those beliefs. And You are either racist or you are not racist. There is no middle ground. You are either sexist or you're not. There is no middle ground. You're either transphobic 
or you're not. There is no middle ground with it. There's not. If you are saying racist things, you can't just go, well, I'm racist sometimes. No, you are racist. There is no middle ground. He, he went on to say that there is a neutrality between being racist and being not racist. There is no neutrality. You're either racist or you're not. Like you don't get to come up with a neutrality with something that constantly affects others' lives and gets them killed in the street. There is no neutrality. You either are or you aren't. Like, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm, you know, the salt and the pepper shake of, of racist. Like, no, that's not how it works at all. Like all this talk about like critical race theory and everything, like that being in schools at this like current moment, I don't understand what, like what that has to do with her testifying her, her credentials, essentially. The anti-racist baby book does not directly correlate with it. And also it's important to remember that they also asked her, what is the definition of a woman? They ask her things like that, that are just like completely unnecessary. Seemingly get angry with her because they bring up a case about a drug kingpin because this was actually kind of hard to find at first where she didn't charge the person for not killing anyone because they didn't kill anyone. And then she basically was told that there are tons of victims of drugs. And since he was distributing them, he basically should have been punished for crimes he didn't do. You can't be punished for not killing people. He didn't kill people. He distributed drugs. There's a difference. And I had parents, like my mom was a drug addict. So like, don't be like, oh, you just don't know what you're talking about. No, my biological mom popped morphine and heroin. Like there was no more. She didn't pop heroin, she injected, but that's besides the point. Like they he didn't kill them. He distributed the drugs. Yes, that's a terrible thing. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that distributing drugs isn't a terrible thing. But unfortunately, that is somehow, that is how a lot of people are taught how to make a living. Like a lot of people. And that is unfortunate and that is terrible. But he didn't kill anyone. He distributed drugs and had a job. And it was a terrible job. But he did that. They also said that she was too compassionate. And I don't really think there's an issue with somebody being too compassionate, um, especially a judge, because if you're being like you shouldn't. Um, shouldn't be like a dick quad. They also brought up a case where they said that she was too lenient in a situation where a young 19-year-old man had downloaded several videos and pictures of 13-year-old boys, and the boy was being sexually assaulted. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was pretty bad. It was pretty terrible. And his lawyer asked for one day in prison because he was remorseful and suffering from mental illness. Obviously, that's fucking ridiculous. The prosecution asked for two years. She gave him three months in prison and six years of supervised release. I'm pretty sure also with mental health checkups um, mm. for like, the entirety of the six years. The reason that she did this is because she did not believe that his intent was as bad as older, more depraved adults and that he could be treated for the mental illness that he was suffering from. Mm. And unfortunately, people who are pedophiles and are sexually attracted to children and people who do sexually assault people, they are mentally ill. Mm. Like you can't, it, that doesn't make it good. And I know how sad that is for people to hear who are sexually assaulted. Myself, I was sexually assaulted. It is so hard. Like I can't forgive the people that did it, but I can acknowledge that they are obviously suffering from some kind of mental illness because nobody in the right headspace would think that that is a good idea. Mm. No one. And that doesn't mean that you're sympathizing with them. That means that you're understanding the situation because if a schizophrenic man or a dementia, I actually, I've actually had this happen. If somebody with dementia tried to hurt you, hmm. like if they ended up killing somebody, would you be treating them as badly as like, like, would you? And I think that like, 
the troubling thing, and I actually, I listened to this TED talk in a psychology class once, and it was this scientist and she was talking about how she was studying people who have like attraction to children's, like people who would be pedophiles, who go to treatment and abstain from their uh, compulsions, I guess, like would be the word from that attraction. And so when they like abstain from it, a lot of time they're still treat like they're doing the right thing and they're still treated really horribly. So like she's talked about before how sometimes like there's kind of a pipeline of children who are abused either by adults or by other children themselves who have also been abused. So like they then experience that abuse and then they maybe not knowing what is going on, like then carry that on to other individuals and repeat the offense again with a different person. So sexual abuse and sexual trauma, like I also speak as a survivor here, like it is such a complex and, and um, troubling issue. But I think that seeing that she advised like, or that she required, I guess, like treatment for somebody, I think is like a good thing to do, you know, if nothing else, like, yes, definitely give them, you know, some kind of discourse, but at the same time, I think like providing treatment options in within the justice system is what we should be moving towards, in my opinion. Yeah, Hawkins actually didn't know that they were mentioning his name. He didn't even remember Kenananji until like he was seeing stuff. And he said, so this is from the Washington Post, taking in the sparing in the YouTube cuts, Hawkins wide frame hunched forward and he balled up his hands in front of his white t-shirt. Over two hours, he appeared to cycle through shock, anger, frustration, and then calm. And he said this, if someone heard my name in the confirmation process or just saw it online because they were looking on the sex offender registry and want to call me a monster, I understand. I don't blame them for that. And to some extent, I agree with them because what I did was a bit monstrous. When I got to a place that I could think about what I had done retrospectively, I was disgusted with myself. And if someone else wants to continue to see see me that way, I cannot stop them. But what I hope is that when people look over time, they can see that I was just a young man that has grown and learned from his actions. And he was actually 18 when he was found with it. So, and then he was 19 when he was prosecuted. And Hawkins had over 17 videos and 16 images several depicting prepubescent boys engaged in like sexual acts he cooperated with the police um oh by the way i'm not saying her full name i'm saying kenananji brown but her full name is kenananji brown jackson so in some of the things that you read you'll see jackson um okay. but i just want to really quick so mm-hmm. jackson said in court that hawk ha- hawkins had remember had committed a very serious in many ways heinous crime but noted that Hawkins, and this is from the Washington Post, but noted that Hawkins had not produced any of the videos or taken any of the pictures. So meaning that he did not do anything. He just had them and like he they were distributed to him. Um, she also said to weigh in Hawkins' age in relation of the age to the children in many of the images. He was not much older than they. And they, they consisted, I think, from 13 to 17. There was also an eight-year-old, eight-year-old boy, an 11-year-old, and a 12-year-old. Um, Wow, that's really gross. And he has to be a sex, he has to register as a sex offender for 10 years. What I was going to say is that this is a really sensitive topic. I've been sexually assaulted five times. So I have, I have a very interesting experience, one could say with it. And I have not necessarily chosen to forgive my abusers, but I've chosen to believe that they do need serious help because they do. And two of them got it. 
and one of them is in prison, but the other one's not. And they have a very happy, healthy life and they have done everything that they could do in the world to apologize for it. And obviously that doesn't make it any better. Like I obviously still have long lasting problems like that I will continue to have until the day that I die. But like there were a lot of other circumstantial things that were happening in this case and they were, he did a terrible thing. He did an absolutely disgusting thing. Like it was disgusting and it was gross, but he needed help. And unfortunately you can't just say, let's castrate all the sexual abusers because that is not gonna fix anything long-term. Short-term, amazing. Long-term, no. The only way to fix anything long-term is by getting these people and finding them before they offend and getting them help. And then helping the people that have been sexually assaulted. Because a lot of sexual, a lot of children who were sexually assaulted do end up turning into like sexual assaulters. Also people who have like, whose families are incredibly religious, like, and they're very much against like homosexuality. That happens a lot. It's really sad. And it's really gross. And I wish it wasn't like a really true, like real, like statistic. Anyway, the point being is that if you are actually, like once you get over the anger of what goes into like sexual assault, and what happens with it, then you have to be able to understand that you can't just kill everybody that sexually assaults everybody. Like you can't do that. And I know that's really hard for a lot of people to grasp, but like they have to get help too. But anyway, they called her a sexual assault sympathizer, not a sexual assault sympathizer, a pedophile sympathizer. That would be more like oh, he's so sad and broken and he didn't mean it. No, they fucking meant it, but he needs fucking therapy, which he did. He went to jail. He did therapy. Mm -hmm. He has to register as a sex offender for 10 years. Anyway, while this happens, um, it's also important to remember that Brett Kavanaugh, who has, we'll say a few, sexual assault cases, got in. And Cruz saying that they were teenage dating habits. You want to hear sexual assault sympathizer? Fucking listen to Brett Kavanaugh. He's like not even afraid to admit it. He's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't like, you know. So like if he can go about his testimony screaming and yelling and crying like a little fucking baby. It's ridiculous. Like that is definitely like that is what like a sexual soul sympathizer looks like but it's important to remember that so me and rachel are going to perform a little exercise here rachel i want you to say anything that comes to mind okay go yeah uh, kate position of a woman give um, me the definite woman um, um you're a pedophilizer <laughs> i hate you you radical okay so rachel could you talk at all while i was doing that you know no no, I could not. I and part of it was just the the like fucky wucky Zoom audio that made me go, oh, oh, that's jarring. But like, <laughs> so <laughs> this is a tactic that's used with just it is a tactic that white people use on black people all the time. They will just repeatedly hit them with these stupid ass fucking questions. They will talk over them in hopes of getting them frustrated, and then me going, ah. Anyway, my point being is that this is what they did to her. And this is something that happens to, it is blatant racism. Like if you're a black person or if you're somebody who's educated, you know that what they did was just blatant racism. But 
people who aren't as educated on like what goes on in America, like how black people are treated on a day-to-day basis in public, they wouldn't go, oh, that's racism. They're just being rude. No, it is blatant racism. They're not even asking her questions that are having to do with her being qualified. They're just asking her random ass shit, which make no sense in the long run. None. In the long term, that's definitely not going to be good. Like, for the actual country, because obviously, like the testimonials, that is a huge point where they're like, okay, we need to really vet this person. We need to ask some questions. We need to figure out like, if there's anything here that we need to be concerned about to make sure that we can confirm them. Because again, these are lifetime seats. Like they're not going to be able to move out of these seats from the Supreme Court. So essentially, you're asking all the wrong questions. You're trying to get a rise out of somebody. What if there actually is something that you should be concerned about that you're not asking about because you're looking into all the wrong things or you're mm-hmm. like not, you know, it's just like, it's going to end up being a bigger issue if it is even an issue to begin with. But if it's not, then you're just wasting your fucking time. Cause that's the thing is like, they weren't. So for one, they weren't asking her questions that were relevant. For two, they were treating her like shit because their goal isn't to just embarrass her. Their goal is to make her look like she's not qualified and can't handle the job. And then when they do that, they think that nobody will vote for her. However, let's give a tiny circle of applause because after that, they didn't even manage to make a dent in her supporters. So you can just look up Ken and Angie Brown's face during like the thing, but this. This is the look of, I want to cut you out, but I can't do it. And it is every face that every Black person that I've ever known in my life has had to practice because they've had to deal with shit like that in fucking public. I've had to deal with it in school. No, I don't believe, and I don't think it's segregated school should come back, Luke. Why is that a question that you would ask? They're just stupid. Yeah. Really quickly before we go, a fun little tidbit is my little brother will go around and like anytime, uh, like I was like, I wish we had like an extra person or I said something along the lines of, I was like, I wish we had like another me that like did the things that I do for my family. Because um, if anybody's ever heard of a stay home daughter, they essentially like stay home and go to school and then they take care of their family without like working full-time and that's basically what I do I do work I just don't work full-time and um like for the rest of the time I get my family up for school and for work and I shoo them away and I do a whole bunch of nice stuff and he goes there's only one Ian only one (laughs) (laughs) and he'll go to school and he'll say they'll be like um like they'll be like buddy you gotta you gotta make sure that like you you love your siblings and stuff and he was like I don't have a sibling I have an Ian (laughs) he's like Ian is not just a sibling okay she is Wonder Woman she is everything she is God herself maybe I don't know I don't know (laughs) he actually doesn't know what God is like at all he has no concept of God of Jesus of the universe he only knows death and birth and that's it that is the contingency of his life is that he knows that eventually you live on until you die. And he does get a little angry sometimes because he's like, I don't want to spend my life pooping if I'm going to die one day. I'm wasting time shitting. So <laughs> he basically is like, he's like, if I need to poop, I'm just going to do it in my pants to save time for like 
no. <laughs> you can't, can't do that. <laughs> That's adorable. Aw. It's adorable, though. <laughs> I love, I love the, um, the de-escalation chat we have going on. That's awesome. You know, Oscar conspiracy theories, Pauline's little brother. What more could you want? Um, that's what I think. So. Also, the food shortages aren't just happening from the Ukrainian war. They're also happening from late stage capitalism, which I'm going to talk about next episode. We're also going to talk about Minority Health Month and the history of harm that befalls minorities in the health world. Yes, minor- April is Minority Health Month. It's also National Poetry Month, actually. And Autism Month as well. Yes, there's a lot of like things going on to be aware about during April. Yeah, so we have a lot to talk about this month. A lot of great topics. Um, And of course, we're always happy to hear about what topics you guys want. In case anybody forgot, I have this really cool frog statue that I found in my garage from my mom's parents. They're not my grandparents. They're my uncle and aunt because I have a really weird family situation. I'm not inbred, I promise. And (laughs) anyway, I stick handles in it and herbs. And right now my little yellow candle is wobbly. But if I put incense in it, it looks like he's smoking. He's got such a nice long cigar. Oh my God. Anyway, um, that's how we're going to end out our episode. That is how we're going to end it. (laughs) But yeah, so lots to talk about this April. Um, And if you guys have anything that you want us to talk about, we are so happy to hear it from you. And you can message it to us on our TikTok, our website. We now have a website um, because wonderful Pauline was able to make it for us. So um, claps to her and thanks to her. Um, (laughs) But anyway. So um, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok and all of our socials to check out our new website, which again, made by our wonderful co-host Pauline. And um, make sure to stream us every Friday on whatever platform you get your podcast from. Read our episodes. Yes. So have a great weekend. Have a great start to your week and make sure you drink some water today. Yes, so much that you piss yourself. Yes, white pee, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. Bye.